Hi, I'm YC Lau. Welcome to another episode of Teenerd Talks. So, for this week and next week, things are going to get a bit different because um, then there's no co-host with me, there's no guest. It's just me, wisely t- talking to GarageBand, which will be soon recorded to, to Anchor, which will be the podcast you're listening. But still, you know, we're still going to keep doing what we do. Um, so we're going to talk about our main topic later on, but let's go over the monologue. So, wow, what a week. Did anybody see the Meghan Marco tapes? I mean, you know, like, like, like the Meghan Marco thing. It's just like, so like, I believe Meghan Marco and Prince Harry, like it shows as a real, but as, as according to my friend in the UK, they say nobody believes, believes Meghan Marco. Um, but I, I, I don't think that's a thing, but like they have sexist comments, some race, race related comments. That's very poor, but Hey, Pierce Morgan is gone. Yeah. I mean, Pierce Morgan, the one who trash talks, talks every single person on earth, but cannot send any sort of criticism to themselves. Government style. Still, um, also in the U S lots of things happen as well. Um, you, you know, in the U.S., Biden actually got his stimulus plan passed. Like, there's a lot of plans that got passed under the Biden administration. Unlike the Trump administration, which basically for four years, they did nothing. Still, um, also for the conservatives, um, of course, they want to make Biden their boogeyman. But it turns out he's um, he's too land for this um so of course the conservatives especially fox news started to initiate culture wars we got the culture war on pierce morgan the culture war on Meghan marco the culture war on potato head the culture war on dr seuss there's a lots of cancel culture things going on but let's be honest it's technically not cancel culture and i'm saying that as a person who is even though I'm not politically incorrect, but I'm not politically correct. And I think cancel culture isn't really a good thing. But still, they're they're not canceling for Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head. These two are like corporate decisions to to make them either gender neutral or just cancel up some books because, not cancel books, but like um, stop printing books because they're racist. Seriously, like, have you seen those images? They are ridiculously racist. And and finally, um, to science news, um, China and Russia had just planned to land to have a moon moon facility to collaborate to work on the moon. Which what could possibly go wrong? And I mean, it's one of one of the countries in it just had a two sessions meeting, and it literally just wasted one hour of time. Not wasted, but like it took one hour time before before everybody can watch a TV drama. So, I don't know, you be the judge. I'm not saying anything. I'm not like, I don't, I don't want to get messed up with the NSL thing. I don't mean anything mean. It's a joke, a terrible joke. Actually, the entire monologue's are trash. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this live. So, well, yeah, it's, it's really bad. Okay, let's go on to our main topic, which is Mars. You know, the planet everybody likes to go even though it's it's a crap hole. 
so so like on this February 2021, um, three spacecraft separately have ex have arrived or landed at their destination after seven months of traveling. Um, so so we're gonna go one by one. So first one, the first one to reach Mars is the Hope spacecraft from the United Arab Emirates. Um, of course, this is the first time the UAE actually f had sent a spacecraft to Mars, and it is it's successful. Like, it just went there, didn't crash, nothing went wrong, which is extremely impressive because the last country who did it is India with their own space probe. And only t t till now, recording on March 2021, two countries have done it successfully on the first try. And one of the leaders is one of the lead scientists actually got got into the Time Next 100 list, who is by the name of Sarah Al Amiri, the the lead scientist who got a lot of credit and well deserved. Like these are this is very hard. So well done. And next next of all, um, is China is the China space probe, uh, the China space probe. Tianwen One, so Tianwen One is the kind of a, is for also is actually more unique because China wants to catch up to the U.S. especially in space exploration, and when they go on Mars, they go with the full package. We got an orbiter that that in February mid February arrived on Mars after just days after the whole the whole spacecraft, and inside it there is a lander. And a rover. So the lander rover design is similar as the U two U two, and Chang'e, which they have many successful landings on the moon, from Chang'e three, Chang'e four in the backside of the moon, and Chang'e five, like that has in last year have re re retrieved some rocks and returned back to Earth. So they have pretty good experience with landing stuff. Um. So that now they're going to do this on Mars. This is going to do. They'll be. Um, be, there will be a landing on May or June this year, um, but still, like, there's a pretty good job that the rover has already taken some extraordinary photos of Mars, and and also, this the spacecraft has has is very is very proud to the Chinese people, like everybody in China is very extremely happy and welcome to the news of the orbit and. You know, well done to them too, and to the UAE. And finally, but last but definitely not least, is the Perseverance rover. Um, so the Perseverance rover ha is is basically like the Curiosity rover on Mars in twenty twelve, but like upgraded. You know, tw the twenty twelve like the like it's still powered by nuclear. Um, it's still a lot of amazing instruments and like like cameras to take photos of what what they what they're seeing. Um, but one of one of the most amazing things of it is that it got a drone. Yeah, they have a helicopter that lifts themselves up from 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 the ground on Mars, remember, and flies to like explore terrain. So that drone is called Ingenuity. It's called Ingenuity. And even though Ingenuity is not taking flight yet, the Perseverance rover is on Mars doing research right now. Um, giving us extraordinary photos on Mars, and the la landing is actually pretty cool too. It's called Jezero Crater, and it's one of the like the most the hot spots that scientists think that might have inhabited life before on Mars. 
So, and there is signs of water there. So scientists are very interested in what's going to come. And, you know, like for, for this, I think one of the mo most interesting part is, is that science, I think, is different from politics, economics, economics, and other, sub other parts and culture, because science actually unites people. Especially between, like, you see U.S. and China today with, with like, major geopolitical conflicts with both sides having, like, like oppose, have sentiments that are anti the other country's side. You, you actually can see people actually celebrating from, like, Twitter and, like, some scientists like Neil Degra Doc, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson who are, cel are celebrated Tianwen's, like, success. And uh, while in China... There is also like in in the internet in Weibo, which is a Chinese social media platform. That, to to be honest, like they they aren't they are they're full of anti-U.S. sentiments, which they they all, all they have national their na nationalistic styles. Um, they actually praise and it's extremely happy about the Perseverance rover, um, landing on landing on Mars. So you can see, like I think science does the things politics can never do, like unite people. To, to a, a single goal because science it's based on logic it's based on truth and to be honest like science there's like when you when somebody makes a scientific discovery it doesn't benefit one person or a group of people or like just one country it just benefits mankind so I think maybe like next time in politics maybe we should have like logic based politics we have reason based politics we have like science based politics where like strengths of like actual like actual accomplishments be the judge instead of let's just like stupid political infighting and also like whataboutism which i'll be honest i really don't like whataboutism like whataboutism is I, uh, okay i'm just gonna detour a bit i'm just gonna detour a bit about whataboutism but like whataboutism is like what about that so it's kind of like a common phrase used by a lot of countries and lots of governments that basically means um, if somebody accuses you of doing something bad or wrong, they can neutralize by bringing up a bad thing the person who the accuser did. So basically, like if Tom steals, Tom accused me of stealing his stealing his pen. I can accuse him of what about that time you 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 copied my homework and cheated in a test. So it's kind of like that logic of back and forth, back and forth blaming, which doesn't actually work in any sense. It's just Playing up, playing up, just like deflecting blame, which I think is lame. It's like extremely lame, pointless, and doesn't help with the current like crises we are facing, like climate change, which involve global cooperation or like the COVID response. So that's it for space news. Like I know we have a main story, but actually we're gonna have different main stories. So this is the first main story. The second main story is. COVID. Yeah, COVID. That, that virus that ruins millions of lives. Um, still, for COVID, yeah, the update is it is going decreasing, it, which is extremely good news for all of us. We got vaccines, uh, multiple of them. But like for vaccines, I, I talked about vaccine nationalism before, but I think there is something we need to talk about, like equal distribution. Like, I won't say like I won't say China's vaccine is more effective than others, but they do. They are able to share with 
like other people, like which is good. Like politics aside, no matter what you think about the country or maybe their future intentions are, is a good thing. At least like they're sharing something. Um, but still, like for Pfizer, like the Pfizer the Western country, they do kind of sometimes hob up the vaccines for themselves. The U.S. already has like lots of amounts for their own citizens to use. Also, Canada, the U.K., the EU, but. So I think, and also there are vaccine passports. Like China just developed the first vaccine passport. So like governments around the world can like recognize that you have taken the COVID vaccine, which I know is actually improves safety. It makes people like more assured and more happy to travel to other places. But the thing that worries me the most is inequality because not everybody can get a vaccine. Like, for, for example, in Israel, the Palestinians actually get the vaccine much, much later than the, Israel, the, like the native Israelis. Not the, oh, wait, they're not natives. Like the, the Palestinians are the Israelis that are native and the, like the conquerors, or not conquerors, like the immigrants in the past. So like the, the descendants of the immigrants in Israel, they can get the vaccine first, which it is a geopolitical conflict that lasted for like decades and it can like wrap it up extremely quickly. Still, you, of course, there are like race, racial issues, um, also like age issues. I, I don't think anybody mentioned this about age, but I think age also matters too because, like, some vaccines they might not apply to pe people age sixteen and above, and for like kids and teenagers, it's even harder. So, I, I think that the, like the experts really need to be careful about this situation, like. What pe like what sh how should kids be also with the, their parents if they're kids with parents should they be ex should they be exempt and given a vaccine passport and stuff it, it's it's just extremely chaotic and also now since the vac the, the virus is declining we've seen like lots of places actually um, not paying much attention to it or like relaxing their social distance guidelines like Texas recently did that, they lifted their statewide mask mandate that basically means you can, you can take your, you don't need to wear a mask in, like forced to wear a mask in any situation. Like, and they claim it's for freedom purposes. I mean, I get, I get it, wearing masks is uncomfortable, but like now is the most crucial time before the pandemic ends. So just wait a few more months, like for the past few, like out like ways of outbreaks it is because people relax and doesn't care so it spiked up all again so i really think like really i hope governments don't relax their COVID restrictions this early i just hope they can like make sure everything is safe before they really open up their economies and i think there should be like eco economic like good economic plans for the future after the pandemic ends and uh, and speaking of, Hong, of vaccines, for Hong Kong, there's recently been, like in one, uh, roughly one to two weeks, um, three deaths due to, for the, because they took the Sinovac vaccine and there are like, um, there are side effects that happen like after two to three days. Um, so the, like the expert panels, um, they, they agreed that it's not directly caused by the vaccine, but it does show, it does, start fears among some people on taking the vaccine. Hong Kong's vaccine taking rate is, is now lower than, than the start. 
And also, we you're, you're, we we're, we have to mention about like like anti-vaxxers and those who say vaccine like spreading conspiracy theories about a vaccine, which is dangerous. Like maybe in normal times, it is fine-ish. It's still dangerous because, for example, the measles vaccine or the MMR vaccine caused autism. Kind of like crazy talk, which I'm not going to cover now. We're going to cover maybe in the future, but not now. Um, it's just that vaccine. It's just like these language actually like they they think it's hard. They think they think it will harm us, but it will be harmful to lots of people in the future because because like vaccines like you have to take vaccines to get for example herd immunity especially for COVID this time like herd immunity is the only way one of the ways not the only way but one of the ways like everybody can be protected from the virus which of course the only way to do that is to take vaccines so vaccine takeage is extremely important and for those who have the opportunity to take the vaccine I highly recommend I recommend you must take the vaccine like it really can help with your life your future and you feel much safer my mom took the vaccine and like she she she, she felt extremely more safe even though she still wears a mask she's still socially distant she's still following the social distance guidelines but it goes to show you like taking a vaccine is is actually important and i hope everyone can sooner or later take it and for like i hope scientists can also develop vaccines that work for children and elderly even and like still vaccine like for vaccines is a global effort especially for those underprivileged countries that maybe they may not they might not took the vaccine yet um we, we we should also like give resources to them to actually take the vaccines instead of like hogging up for them ourselves um well also, finally, um, I want to talk about asteroid threats. Like asteroid threats are not in the news these days, but like there is a new, like, there are some news popping up before the 2020 U.S. election in November, that in October a near Earth asteroid just skimmed right past Mars. Yeah, like in a disastrous year, an asteroid almost hit us. It goes to show, um, like, for asteroids, the asteroid threat is there. There are, like, millions of near-Earth asteroids around the solar system that, even though they might not hit Earth at the current moment, but scientists are, thank goodnessly, um, taking much care about this. Um, they are planetary, they planetary safety protocols. And so the question is, how do you... How do you d destroy a virus? No, no, not a virus. Like an astro an asteroid, um, to f to prevent us from killing everyone. So, the answer is not nukes, because think of log let's think of logically. If asteroids are are more dispersed, some of them are actually extremely so like compact of many materials. So if you actually hit them with a nuke, it just makes millions and millions of smaller asteroids, which doesn't degrade the threat, threat, it might actually worsen it. So it's not a great idea to just like throw, to, to throw a nuke on an asteroid. It's just Hollywood movie talk. But, but there are some good ways, for example, gravity control, so they can make a spacecraft generate a lot of like gravity to actually slightly change the orbit of the asteroid so it will not hit us 
but like closely compass it and move to a different destination, a more a different orbit to a different destination. So, but this is just one thing, and there are other like asteroid catching technologies that are still in development. But I, I, I think we should be extremely urgent in this matter. We should actually develop the these technologies. Like for just like the pandemic, we have been warned a lot of times. We might not care, but like when it actually comes, we will, will be in great trouble. So I think the world should really pay a lot of attention to this. So, and yeah, that's it. That's our podcast. I know to this episode is extremely short, with three extremely mini segments, but yeah, we can. I'll see you next time. Um, and for next episode, um, I'm not going to. Doing be doing the talking. I'll still be doing the, the trash monologue, um, but I won't be doing the rest of the parts. Which Dennis, our old friend, is going to be taking this over, and recording his views on some issue. I don't know. <laughs> like she, he, he didn't tell me what he's gonna do. So stay tuned. See you.